This week on Movie Time Machine, Top Gun. Welcome to Movie Time Machine, your retro movie review and pop culture podcast where we take movies in the past, relive them in the present, and talk about what we're streaming today. This week's topic, Top Gun, released in the year 1986, directed by Tony Scott, starring Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis, released in the U.S. on May 18th, 1986, 36 years ago. Isn't that nuts? I was Crazy. looking up Tom Cruise's... Uh... Age and I understand this movie was filmed like a couple years ago and was delayed because of COVID reasons and whatnot. But Tom Cruise is sixty, young ladies and gentlemen, right now. And I'm thinking of what like he just made the sequel to Top Gun, and it's looking as good as ever. I gotta say, yeah, he looks great. Doesn't age. But let's do some introductions. I'm your grizzly curmudgeoned time machine host, Chad. And let me introduce you to my co-host this week. First, he's our living encyclopedia of movie knowledge and NES cart collector. It's James. What uh, up? Yeah, what up? And uh, yes, <laughs> Top Gun was an NES game. And I don't know about the rest of you, but I don't think I ever passed the first level because I could never figure out how to land on the aircraft carriers. Yeah, same here. <laughs> um, I was going to try uh, loading that game up and uh, YouTubing maybe like the the way to do it and see if that was fulfilling before we got to the pod. I just didn't have time. It was like the ET game of the Nintendo generation. <laughs> so many Top Gun <laughs> games just buried in the middle of the woods or whatever happened. Yeah. ET cartridges. <laughs> <laughs> and he's our sports reporter, Mr. Fish Rep Factory himself, sweating that the avalanche might be on their way to a game seven against the Blues. It's Jamie. Yeah, guys, it's not looking good right now. We're down 2-1, minute left in the second period, and oh boy, the Blues have a breakaway, and ooh, he shot it wide. Thank the Lord for small miracles. <laughs> Here's hoping we pull it out. All right, before we get to our topic of the week, let's go around the table. Uh, what have you guys been up to since the last time we got together? you have anything you want to share, what you've been streaming, watching, uh, the or playing? Old- only new content that I've been watching is uh, on HBO. It's a, a show called Hacks. Um, God, I cannot even think of the main lady's name. It's one of those faces you just recognize. She's an older actress. Um, and it just falls around this older comic that uh, she's trying to revamp her gig. She's had like a Las Vegas show for a while. And she has a young uh, kind of up and coming writer helping her. And like they just like kind of bicker and banter. Um, a lot of the time. So I don't know. It's fun enough. It's uh, one of those. It's like kind of like Entourage was. It's not terribly funny. It's just OK, but it's also only like 23 minutes long. So it's kind of satisfying before bed. Oh, nice. I like those. I've seen that. I kind of wanted to check that out. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it, it's funny enough. So I <clears throat> yeah. it's, give it, check it out. It doesn't take too much of your time. Nice. Short but sweet. What have you been up to, Jamie? Other than watching the playoffs speaking of short but sweet here's jamie hey oh so yeah it's it's mostly been hockey at the mcmanus house the abs are in the playoffs and just primarily watching them i'm still creeping my way through the sopranos but uh stranger things four just dropped today so i'll be digging into that after we're done recording here looking forward nice. to it i'm gonna uh-huh. say that's probably gonna be my evening binge um tonight or this weekend i think it's or maybe just tomorrow morning i think it's supposed to rain <laughs> in the morning oh really or just in the morning is so i don't know okay <laughs> i was trying i looked at weather specifically to be like okay memorial day weekend when can i be a big pile and it looks like memorial day might be the day to do so <laughs> <laughs> what's well, supposed to be steamy and hot right uh yeah i guess i didn't look at the temperature i just saw the lightning bolt in the mm. in the a forecast it's gonna be sweltery <laughs> yeah i've uh <clears throat> so today the obi-wan series dropped on disney plus and um i woke up at like two o'clock in the morning had like a bad dream and like i could not fall asleep and so i just went downstairs <laughs> threw some laundry in and um i was like i'm gonna see if this has dropped yet and i watched the first two episodes uh which dropped today and it was 
part cringe and part awesome. <laughs> you know, like the first episode was like really slow and I was like, what the hell are they doing here? But they did something. I was like, whoa, they went there. They're doing this. So it's uh, kind of Grogu, uh, Baby Yoda esque. Um, so, yeah. Did Jar Jar Binks get down and dirty with that long tongue? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Amisa no like you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, What was I going to say? But the end of the second episode, I was like, oh, that was it was so awesome. But um, some weird parts, but yeah. So, Chad, with watching it so far, because I have not watched it yet, but what are your feelings on like all the TV content with Star Wars, especially when they're taking on storyline from characters you know and love? Do you are you liking it or is it kind of like when they brought the prequels involved and everybody was just getting so mad about how like, hey, wait a minute, that's not supposed to be happening. Yeah, you know what I'm I'm, I'm thinking is I I like it better when they. Are creating like new characters that are based closer around like the like original trilogy. Um, like I think just the trailers that I saw or the trailer that dropped for the Andor series. I was like everything in that trailer looked better than a majority of stuff that I saw in the Obi-Wan series so far. Yeah, you and I were <laughs> well, you and I were texting a little bit about like um, you. I think you nailed it on why I thought that trailer was so appealing was the grittiness. Um, it felt yeah. very much more like uh, Rogue One, which also like, again, that had that gritty feel. It felt like the original trilogy kind of style. Uh, yeah, which is yeah very very much I think what a lot of the fans are looking towards, which who knows, maybe with a lot of focus groups are like, oh, we got to dial this back a bit. So I don't know. <laughs> I always thought it was funny with the prequels. It's like, why are these ships so shiny? And then I think one guy at a at one of my jobs growing up was like, yeah, but this was before like their version of the Depression. So like when like the rebellions <laughs> happening, like they're just using like whatever planes they can put together. And I'm like, OK, I guess that makes sense maybe (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like none of the plane like none of the no spaceships like 30 years later are still around or like every every like ship that's around 30 years later doesn't exist before it's like i don't know except for the millennium falcon except for the millennium falcon was the millennium falcon introduced in the prequels though i don't think so it was in oh very briefly maybe yeah, it's like in the background, it's I, like docking somewhere. Yeah, okay. I think like I'm recalling that now. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to touch on something you guys said too, and maybe this is just me, but um, just talking about why Cassian might be more appealing, and I think maybe that's because he, uh, like, to me, Obi Wan's character arc was pretty complete. You know, like he he had a pretty strong beginning, middle, and end to his story of becoming a Jedi, achieving Jedi consciousness, and for me, ditto Boba Fett. I know everyone doesn't feel that way about Boba Fett, but you know, I Cassian Andor kind of came and went really quickly in Rogue One, so that that's kind of appealing to me for that reason. But Chad, I would love to know can you can you podium these three series? I know Obi Wan only has two episodes right now, but one, two, three. What would your order be? Mando, um, Obi Wan, and Boba Fett. Uh, Mando, Obi Wan, Boba Fett with. Without seeing Obi-Wan, I was assuming that would be the order. I feel like uh, a lot of us felt very lackluster and I don't know if disappointed is the right way to say it with Boba Fett, but it's like they took the Boba, they took the Boba Fett we knew and loved and then didn't make him so cool. <laughs> like I liked it better when we didn't know a lot about him. But to your point with the Andor series, um, I think that, the, yeah, that's a character that uh, came and left really quickly and finding out some more backstory on that guy. Like, why not? Yeah. Like, that's the kind of star Wars. I think that we are excited to see um, that we don't know about because then we are, most, we're probably not gonna be as disappointed. We don't have anything built up in our, for me, I don't have anything built up in my head on where this dude's backstory was. I thought it was an odd choice to create a TV series surrounding this man, but whatever that I think that's cool. And then I'm hoping this probably leads into kind of like the Marvel concept of WandaVision and leading into Dr. Strange. I'm guessing this is going to lead into the rogue squadron movie directed by mm. Patty Jenkins, who directed wonder woman. Oh, did right. not know that. Yeah. Not to turn us into star Wars podcast, but 
I think there's a way that you could do it though with like legacy characters. Like the, I think I might have shared this, but I think the Boba Fett series could have been like, um, way cool if they took. I don't know if you're familiar with like the the tales from Jabba's palace or like the there was like a bounty hunters book and it had like stories from like Mos Eisley's cantina and characters that were Jabba's palace like or no wait the bounty hunter thing that was my that was my idea where you could take Boba Fett but have it less about Boba Fett and more about like each episode is about like a bounty hunter and like how they cross paths. Yeah, I think that would be, you know, like it was and it can kind of be like more of like a bounty hunter story. And like Boba Fett is like barely in it, you know, like I don't know what they're doing with that series. It doesn't make any sense. The way it ended, it's like there was you kind of ended it with like, what was this all for? It was just like a platter to put um, uh, Mando Grogu like. Right. Short, short reunion or I was just going to say get the band back together. I was just going to say, Jamie, spoiler, but Mando makes an appearance in Boba Fett. And I don't and I don't even know. Did you say you finished Boba Fett, Jamie? Have you even finished no. Mandalorian? No, no, okay. no, no, no. Anyways, no. but like, um, Chad, I feel like you and I <laughs> talked about it briefly before where like we were just going through the motions of watching each episode. And then all of a sudden, uh, like an episode came on where it was just mainly a Mandalorian episode. And that was by far the best episode of yeah. the series. And you're just yeah. like, Oh my God. Like, so I kind of just wish it was Mando four. And I don't want to say not wasted time. I don't feel like that, but I do feel that if we just kept Boba's character and where he and Mando teamed up a couple times, ran into each other, something happened. Like, I feel like we would still like, just have this sweet, um, relationship that i'd look forward to seeing uh or maybe it's just because he took off his mask and even though i already know got it he's not a clone he's an original i know what he's gonna look like i don't know we still have that mystery (laughs) of (laughs) it's boba fett he's this mask faceless warrior i don't know yeah what was that oh star wars bounty hunter duh chad the concept you're describing i was like that sounds so familiar that sounds like a video game it's yeah star wars bounty hunter was it a computer (laughs) video game it was, the, it was the Django Fett Django. game, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I remember it for PS2, maybe on GameCube. Um, yeah, GameCube. No, because there would have been like a cool story. You can like pull in Dengar, like give some backstory on him. Bosk. Like where he ended up. Bosk. Bosk. Yeah. Zuckus and Forlom. You know, there's so many cool like IG-88. Then with yeah, Bosk, yeah, I mean, Bosk, we get this uh, Star Trek crossover series because Bosk was in that. What? Oh, am I the only one that knew about? So like the same like, you know, lizardy rubbery mask that Bosk is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I, that's like it was a reuse from it was like in Star Trek. Like one of the that's first right. couple episodes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was just like the that chest plate thing. It was the entire like face mask and everything. I, you know, yeah. I, I was going to say, I, I've yes. seen the mask in multiple seen, sci-fi properties. Yeah, was, I've seen the mask Star before, Trek and I can't remember. Yeah, Star Trek is what my understanding was, and I don't remember if it was the whole orange spacesuit or not, but I'm, I'm willing to guess that uh, at the time that we saw him, they were like, no one's going to remember. Just do it. <laughs> we were just trying to <laughs> cut the budget. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I thought they just had like random like... Um like yeah like costumes and stuff together and they were just kind of piecing things together for like darth vader's like blender yeah. outfit yeah <laughs> speaking all of, right speaking this of legacy weekend. characters <laughs> <laughs> all right you want to dive right into this guys yeah let's do it let's go top gun so this is the uh we're we're doing like a run of four movies here that james brought up to do like summer blockbuster films so we just did what was it a tom cruise so two two uh, tom cruise movies here in a row for us it didn't even hit me until you said it out loud that we did yeah. two tom cruise <laughs> movies but um yeah the reason i wanted to do this like whole may uh summer blockbuster type movie is may is usually the kickoff of summer movies and i don't know with uh with movie theaters kind of back up and running compared to last year the last couple years uh it just feels like we have a lot of movies coming out this summer or more specifically, I think that's a lot of 
uh, movies where we have like these legacy characters is these franchises that are coming uh, back out. So, I mean, we had our, you know, probably the kick it off was probably Dr. Strange too. Um, we're trying to get us back into the Marvel verse uh, with all this stuff. And then now we got Top Gun Jurassic parks coming out next. And uh, I don't know, it's going to be a good summer. I think for movies uh, I know I've already seen four movies in the theater um, in the span of like two months, which is probably four more than I saw all last year in the theater. So I don't know. I'm excited about um, this movie season. Yeah, I've seen more movies this year than I have in like the last four years combined, I think. Which well, isn't and, very many. <laughs> well, the true. But then also it's like there seems to be I mean, even uh, a lot of these movies were delayed because of either yeah. the filmings like so they were supposed to come out last year or the studios just chose to hold on to them longer. It's kind of like that. Uh, what was it? Um, the Bond movie Bond movie was held back like what a year, Jamie. And then I think uh, I don't think it's not in theater, but you said you loved it. And it was like the right move to hold on to it a little bit longer, I think. Oh, I, I did see that one in theater. That was one of I think two I saw in theater last year. And yeah, it was so worth it. Just yeah, it was worth the wait. And the effects were amazing. Missed opportunity for the Oscar win there, but so it goes. <laughs> so it goes. Kurt Vonnegut. So this film, let's get into like the 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 dollars of this film. Then let's go into uh, his. And we've all seen this before, right? Yes. Yeah, you've seen this before, Jamie. Yep, I think it's my third viewing. Okay, all right. Movie. Yeah, all right. So I set a budget of fifty million dollars. Um, Opening weekend, it made a little bit over eight million. It was in May eighteenth, eighty six. Total gross worldwide is three hundred fifty seven million dollars. Whoa, man! It, lot, it's a lot of cash. Out of curiosity, so like, I guess we've never talked about this before. When it talks about like worldwide uh, and all that, and is that counting like? Because I mean, we've had eighty six. We got to have VHS sales. Then we got to throw DVD sales in there. We got to throw HD DVD sales in there. Blu ray. Like, is that all part of this, or is this straight up theater cash? I think this is all theater cash because I'm just assuming. I mean, I've never seen. I think the sale. I think sales just in general for like VHS or like any kind of like home copies are really hard to like fine that i feel like that stuff isn't as public as as a theatrical right what do you call it like um like ticket sales yeah that would make sense so like when it says when we get that pricing it is probably ticket theater sales that makes sense to me okay yeah um what i would really like to see is how much money that the top gun flight school made on it at the real top gun flight school they imposed a five dollar fine for any staff member that quoted the film like how many people just threw the five dollars in and goes, I'm doing it. I have the need for speed. Like they're just like crushing it. Um, but I would like to see <laughs> if that's still something that is happening. Uh, <laughs> how much money they've made over the years and like what they do with it. They're like, oh, we we built a library based on uh, asshole pilots quoting this movie. <laughs> That'd be great to know. Oh, speaking of asshole pilots. Um <clears throat> So you said this like your third viewing, James. I'm I'm assuming that you've watched this movie quite a bit. I have, Since but big... um, I'll let Jamie kind of talk about his spiel, and then I'll get into mine, I guess. But yeah, I've seen okay. this movie a few times, but it was very <laughs> much different this time. Okay, this is the first time I've watched it since like the '80s, probably since I saw it on HBO in probably in '88 <laughs> or the summer of '87 in the theater. Like Chad, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't going to the cinema theater. Chad, you okay. were rich. You had HBO in '88. <laughs> no, my grandma did. Ah, there we go. <laughs> that makes more sense. I think my grandparents did too. Now that I think about it, <laughs> along with uh, Random House, is that where they got all their movies from? Probably or Columbia, Columbia House, Columbia House, Columbia House, and CBS Video. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> five movies for 25 cents each or a penny oh each God. or something it's a steal <laughs> what do you got jamie oh sorry what i thought you were going after uh your um i i yeah i can i can badly nobody cares you. what i have to say that's not true <laughs> i'm just that's gonna go rah, 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 tom cruise rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that your final statement, Chad? Yep. <laughs> What's that okay. from? Is that like family together? <laughs> ma, 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 la, misera, ma, 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 or something. Oh, like yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Take it away, Jamie. Okay. So I think the first time I saw this, it was like the first lap it made on Netflix. Um, and I was aware of Top Gun. You know, the references I, you know, I saw Meet the Parents and, you know, knew that they were referencing Top Gun, Iceman, and the volleyball scene in the pool. Like, I got the joke, and then I watched the movie, and I was like, really? This is it? This corny, cheesy, put it on a cracker thing? Like, this is Top Gun? Just way over my head, I was like, this movie's ridiculous. What a joke. And then um, we it, it did uh, it screened at Movies at the Park, and we tried to get a group of coworkers um, together to go see it. It was like a movie club at work. And it ended up being me and one other person that showed up. We were the only two people there. And it was kind of awkward. Like, well, I guess we're seeing Top Gun together. And, um, but they had the big screen, big speakers. And I think that helped so much just to see it, um, you know, at night, big screen sound full blast. And, and then I got it. I was like, oh my God, the flight sequences are incredible. It's even though it's ridiculous, it's it's its own brand of ridiculous. It's sticking to it. You know, Anthony Edwards is a plus as Goose, you know, got to be one of the best movie characters of the 80s. Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. It's fantastic. Like, I love this movie. I came full circle. I'm fully in the bag for Top Gun. It's amazing. Oh, wow. What would you give this on your letterbox? Five stars and a heart. Easily. No Five question. stars and a heart. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is a movie. I, I mean, I appreciate this movie for what it is, but man, I don't. Uh, what is this movie? <laughs> like, is it like I was like, is this like an action guy film or it's just like a straight up chick flick? Not to not to make that sound like pejorative, but I'm like, this is like totally a chick flick. <laughs> this is like, I don't know, like the the take your breath away. Like, was it like four times within 20 minutes? Come on. <laughs> How else what are you going to know that they're falling in love if you don't hear the same song over and over again? Yeah, I mean, well, you, when you're in love, you follow women into the bathroom and then you uh, you pin them in a in an elevator shirtless. I got to say, like, yeah, those couple scenes did not age well. And I got so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. oh, Tom, you are. Those are rapey eyes. Oh, super rapey. <laughs> and I feel like Kelly McGillis could take you. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that not yeah. how um, is that not how courtship took place in the 80s? I'm confused. <laughs> no, you, you got to put a little sprinkle of cocaine. <laughs> a little sprinkle <laughs> of cocaine in there. <laughs> Well, and also like I'm like she's she sat as she was waiting at the bar for her friend sat, uh, sat down with them for like a half a minute and then got up and went to the bathroom. And I guess we don't know how many minutes passed, but my stuff kind of seemed like she just went in there to put on more lipstick or whatnot and didn't actually go to the bathroom. How weird would that have been if like he's waiting while she's peeing and then like and then she comes out of the stall and it was like, oh, hi, <laughs> you're in the wrong bathroom. Oh, so weird. It's just so weird. No, I'm in the right bathroom. No. And I don't worry. I jumped on this counter like I jumped on Oprah's couch. It's sturdy. Yeah. <laughs> it looks uncomfortable. It's like something like it looks uncomfortable or something like that. And yeah. he's like something about putting the towels down. I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's get past the bathroom scene. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, the uh, can we talk about the volleyball scene, or do we not want to jump ahead that far? Oh, I'm fine with doing whatever. Yeah. 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 Let's get sweaty. What, yeah. What are you your thoughts sweaty? about this? Yeah. Well, tell me. Tell me about wearing jeans while playing volleyball. Oh, yeah. That, that, sorry, yeah Jim, I was triggered. No, I, I just I was triggered. What are you doing, Tom Cruise? Yeah. That, you get yeah. swassy, dude. Oh well, but yeah. weren't, weren't they all? I mean, it's not like anybody. W- uh, like, I don't think any of the pilots were in gym shorts, were they? Like, no, you know, he was the only one wearing jeans, like full jeans. But yeah, but the other ones were like wearing like jean shorts, I thought. Oh, no, no, because Goose was wearing like a swimsuit, I think. Now I think about it. I he think he's like wearing he's wearing like Baha, Baha, was it Bahama? What were they called? Tommy Baha Bahamas? shorts. Bahamas. <laughs> um, what got me more than that was. 
Did you notice all of the pilot's hands were like taped up like they were going to bare knuckle box? Did you notice that? Yeah, part? yeah. Like, where I'm like, I'm like, wait, what? Uh, like, what? Like, what is on their hands for uh, beach volleyball? It just seemed super out of place uh, and very weird. But yeah, I agree. The jeans too. Uh, I just tried to chalk it up as this was a very impromptu game of volley- volleyball that happened, and uh, <laughs> and then he. Well, how about this then? Then when they when Tom leaves, presumptuously, he's like, "I'm gonna take a shower at your place." <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that that was probably his move like he's like okay it didn't work in the bathroom we're gonna try it in this bathroom i'm gonna go get naked and shower and if she comes in i'm in but if she just continues cooking dinner which was also presumptuous <laughs> like like hey cook dinner while i shower lady <laughs> i just i'm just gonna invite myself over and <laughs> yeah and also be late <laughs> like how is how is kelly mcgill's falling for this guy because he's a maverick. It's so fun. I was watching with Mickey, and um, he yeah, he's done with volleyball, puts on his shirt, and goes, you know, hops on his bike, goes to the date, and she comments like, "Oh, gross! Like he's he's just going over there, no shower. She'd never seen it before." And I was like, "Oh, just wait." Yeah, <laughs> sat on her couch, got sand all over it from his back drying off. Ugh. Yeah, nothing putting on like a bomber jacket after bouncing a volleyball around on the. Hot sand, huh? That was my brother-in-law's comment. He goes, wait a minute, now he's putting on his jacket? And I'm like, well, maybe it's windy for, on the motorcycle. So, like, maybe that's a common practice. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I suppose, like, yeah, going fast, like, you'd probably get cold because of evaporation and cooling your body. And Yeah, that's a great way to get <laughs> hypothermia. Right. <laughs> Sweaty volleyball, then hop on a bike. Jeez, he likes danger um, though, Maverick. So that tracks. True, that, that does true. track. He is dangerous. Uh, for so me, was I was just gonna say. Uh, so yeah, so I definitely watched this movie several times growing up. But it's kind of one of those things where you watch it when you're a kid, and you watch it for like the fighter pilot sequences and the volleyball sequence and all these different things, but I'm not really getting the story. Like I swear to God, I watched it whatever yesterday. Uh, it was, I had dinner at my sister's and like, so we all watched it and uh, it felt like uh, watching a movie I hadn't seen in a long time because I was like, Oh, there's actually a plot to this. Like the maneuver he did in the beginning sequence actually plays like the, it plays like the whole storyline of the rest of the movie of why Kelly McGillis is talking to him to begin with and just all these different things. So like, I didn't even realize the plot points, I don't think until yesterday. <laughs> so um, it had been a while for me since I'd seen this movie. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Can I you explain it? it? Cause I, I didn't really understand the, the plot so, point, honestly, like, especially when it got towards the end, I was like, why are they shooting down jets? Like, in well, the Indian Ocean? Oh, well, see, that's the thing. is, I, I guess I don't understand that part. Uh, they do a good job of, and I don't even think they mention who they're fighting um, in it. It just is like, oh, you guys have you know special orders and you got to go do this. Like, I don't know. So I'm not sure who they were fighting. But the whole point of when he got to Top Gun and uh, Kelly McGillis is talking about how whatever jet, um, like the new fighter jets that they don't have yet, like they you know, maneuver like this, they turn like this and they can't do this. And that's like, whatever the maneuver, when Mav was upside down and they took the Polaroid picture of that enemy MIG, whatever maneuver that plane did when they ducked out, like is like, I guess I I think unless I'm getting this all wrong, that was like a maneuver that we didn't know they could do. And uh, so that's sort of like her whole Pentagon papers was built on this. Like he's the only one who's seen one up close and personal. Otherwise it was like, you know, uh, whatever, like top secret intelligence or whatever clearance that, you know, like spies are stealing, like, oh my God, they have these new next level planes. They do this. But Tom Cruise was like, and uh, Goose were like the only ones who actually saw these things in action. Um, So yeah, that's kind of where like the movie kind of takes place of like the relationship between them. And like, I don't know, just the plot points of that. Everything else is, I guess, you know, the fighter school, who's the best. And then at the very end, yeah, I don't know who they were fighting or why, Um, but I just with the star and like referencing it as a MIG, I just was like, oh, they're Russian. But oh, especially I mean, with like given the yeah, time. They are. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Totally. Yeah, they're um they're Russian jets and at the end I yeah, I just assumed that um because cause they explained that 
there's I, I think it was it's an aircraft carrier or a freighter something malfunctioned and it floated into either hostile waters or international waters so basically it floated somewhere it didn't have authorization to be so the migs were going to come and bomb the shit out of it oh so that uh, theoretically just to protect it while it was getting fixed or you know hauled away yeah yeah or capture it you know who knows because yeah it's still kind of cold war-ish so that's why they sent um iceman and maverick up there to contend with the migs okay okay all right i, I like missed it. that <laughs> makes <laughs> sense though yeah fun fact i did have subtitles on so that that oh, oh that, that always helps help. for sure yeah uh, did you know ali sheedy was up for the role of charlie uh but she turned it down because she didn't think anybody would want to see a movie about fighter pilots Oh, really? She uh, she regretted that decision. Uh, I bet she still does. Um, well, who was supposed to be uh, Maverick? It was. Um, God, he ended up being in um, the Vietnam. Charlie Sheen. War movie. Not Charlie Sheen. Oh, because that, because thank you for reminding me. I wanted to talk about Hot Shots. When was the last time we watched that movie? Oh, God. Like when it came out on VHS, because as I'm watching Top Gun, I'm like, man, it'd be so funny if this happened. And all I and I and it took me probably all 20 <laughs> minutes where I'm like, oh my god, I'm describing probably Hot Shots. I just don't recall it very well because it's been since 1991 since I've seen it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I remember Hot Shots Part Two better when he, it was like the Rambo parody. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do uh, maybe we'll have to do a run of parody films. Oh god, that'd be great. Right. I like that idea. Yeah. Um. No, did you? Th- Sorry, did you think of who was supposed to be Maverick? That'd oh, be uh, wild if it was like Eric Stoltz, who oh was supposed God. to be uh, Marty McFly. I know. I was gonna say he's like, damn it again. <laughs> God, it's it was man. I'm just totally blanking. It was a movie that we did. Um, I was gonna say, and like the guy that plays Strickland and the uh, Vietnam movie, is like telling Stoltz, um, Stoltz, you got to do this movie. He's like, I don't know, Stinger. I got Jamie. Help me out. Why am I blanking? Willem Dafoe. Not the foe, but what movie was that? Um, platoon? platoon? Did we do Platoon? Not platoon. No, oh, we didn't do Platoon. Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Um, um, Matthew Modine. <laughs> this is a fun game. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a fun game. <laughs> it was. No, hold on. Hold oh, on, hold it's on. supposed to be Marlon Brando. <laughs> Marlon Brando. Yeah, Marlon Brando. Sure. <laughs> or maybe. I was going to say Matthew Tony Scott Modine? made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Was it Matthew Modine? No. It was him or uh, it was Corgan, uh, Corgan, Billy Corgan, Billy Corgan, not Billy, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, a different Billy. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a Maybe guy it wasn't in a plane. Right. I was watching the movie Ransom the other day. I, I stop me if I told you guys this, but I was looking to see like, hey, what's the music they played when they had the kid in the room? Because it was just like rock music to drown out noise. And I looked at the soundtrack; it's all Billy Corgan music. <laughs> like, which I was like, oh man, is that supposed to be a dig or is that good? <laughs> it's weird. It wasn't, and it specifically wasn't Smashing Pumpkins. I don't think. I think it was like Billy Corgan solo. His solo stuff. Yeah. Did you know Val Kilmer did not want to do this film, but was uh, contract contractually obligated to? Oh, really? I did not know that. Which must have been like, so with what, Paramount? He must have signed on for a five-picture deal. Like, if they, I don't know, they do that kind of thing these days. I mean, when you're a young actor like that, I guess you sign up for whatever. Did he say, did he ever say why he didn't want to do it? Same reason as Ali Sheedy? Not that I read, but it just said... uh, you know, it's kind of one of those. However, it became the most iconic uh, role of his career. One of them, minus uh, Batman Forever, Batman. <laughs> or Actually, no, it was the Kevin Corrigan. Who's that? Yeah, maybe that wasn't it. I don't know. He was in Goodfellas. He was in that uh, shitty movie, uh, The Departed. Oh, he was the bullshit cousin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, this guy? <laughs> he was supposed. To, I mean, I guess that's as arbitrary as Tom Cruise, but Tom Cruise was coming off of risky business. Oh, I bet wow. with this movie. Yeah. So I don't know. Tom Cruise. Was I don't know where I read that, but uh, thought I came across that today. Also, did, I'm just making shit up. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's okay. That's okay. You can do that here. <laughs> Excuse me. Dun, 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 dun. How about that soundtrack? Uh, so I have to confess, I am pretty positive this was probably the first CD purchase for me. Was the, it the album wow. soundtrack? The Tom, yeah, the Tom, the Tom Cruise soundtrack. No, the Top Gun soundtrack <laughs> uh, was the. Uh, yeah, I definitely had this um, 
that I played, like, and I loved it, and I still love it. Um, and strangely enough, though, the the Take My Breath Away is in there, uh, but the um, You Never Close Your Eyes Anymore. That is not oh. on the soundtrack. Oh, you've it's lost not? that love and feeling? Yeah, it's on the soundtrack, which I thought was like, oh, like, that's a song I wanted. I need to learn that song so I could woo girls. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, crazy. Yeah, it was when I tried to uh, download the soundtrack on Apple Music. It had it listed, but it was like blacked out. Well, it probably because you, you didn't have the rights to the what? Who is that? The Righteous yeah. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. You probably because they don't have the rights. Yeah, there's a few of those. Anything like pre 1960s gets a little weird. I've noticed on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. That's where I have to like search for like playlists. Like usually, somebody made a playlist of. Like I had to do that for a a DJ Spooky album. He did like a. Um, one of those like at mine albums where it's like a his it was like a collection of his like favorites um like dub and reggae stuff but like I used to have the CD I lost it somewhere along the way but it it was it's not on anything but somebody created a a Spotify playlist for it or Apple Music playlist so I was able to gather all those together so that's what I, I have to do that with a lot of like soundtracks or older scores with that too but that you that you. I'm glad you brought up that song because I always like thinking of shit like this is that so you lost that love and feeling. So that song was released in the year 1965. So this was 21 years before Top Gun was released. And Top Gun was released 36 years ago from today or this year that we're recording. So it's crazy that that's was we're almost double the time between now and Top Gun than Top Gun was before releasing that song. And that song seems so old, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, it's an oldie song kind of thing. But anyway, I like doing stuff like that. I'll call that something and that'll be a new category. <laughs> <laughs> I like going through like, man, Tom is a worker, man. I mean, if you look at. 83, he made The Outsiders, Risky Business, and All the Right Moves. No, I get it. Like, all these could be filmed whenever, but it's not like they were adding CGI to this. Like, I'm sure all these were filmed in 82, and then they all got released in 83. Like, he went from film to film to film. That's nuts. Yeah. Is this, uh, this made me think of something else. Is like, are we starting to, like, get to, like, peak 80s around this time? Like, peak 80s movies? So, like, 86. I feel like the 80s kind of peaked maybe in 87 or 88. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think between 86 and yeah, even 89, like, I feel like you're right. That was probably peak. Like we actually it felt like we started learning how to make film or good films or maybe special effects got better. Like, I don't know. Uh, but like my the sweet spot, like where I've been trying to watch movies lately, if it isn't something brand new, it has honestly been like right now, like between 85 and 95, like. Yeah. Uh, whatever blown away or ransom or like there's just all these movies lately that i'm watching around i was trying to watch movies that had less cgi and was more story driven um and i don't know it's just so much i don't know there's a sweet spot there for movies and it's definitely like late 80s early 90s yeah i feel like this is like for myself like the like maybe like 85 to like 87 i've like I don't have a, like a lot of memories of like my childhood, but I feel like that is like the sweet spot. I feel like I can remember so many things from like that three year period. <laughs> you know, like I feel like that's when I maybe started going to movies in the theater. A lot of it was like summers with um, my cousin. So we'd go stay with my grandma in Rochester for like, a you know, almost the entire summer. And we would just go to like walk to the movie theater <laughs> and just see like random movies all the time. So no, for sure. Like that's, but, a, yeah. that's exact same thing as me growing up. Uh, my, when we visit our grandparents for like, my parents would drop us off in Illinois for like two to three weeks at a time of the summer. They had a pool. It was amazing, but we would always walk to the movie theater or blockbuster and rent drop dead Fred seven times over. Or yeah. Tiny tunes. <laughs> yeah. How I spent my summer vacation again. Yeah. Or it's just like, and my grandparents really like movies too. So they always got something. And if it was something we were, that was suitable to watch, we would, or if it was questionable, my grandpa would let us watch it. <laughs> so I don't know. It was, that is definitely a sweet spot for me as well. Yeah, and that's where my rich grandma that had HBO. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> she wasn't rich, but she had cases of beer delivered to her, her little basement oh. apartment all the time. 
But bravo, uh, Grant. She um, was ahead of the game way before Uber Eats. Right? Before, no, <laughs> right. bravo, to who, bravo to whoever figured out the delivery system on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, who knows? But anyway, where were we? We were talking about score sound check. Hey, how about the those uh, Kenny Loggins tracks, Jamie? Oh, I, I, I wrote on the doc. There's no way he's not making my Spotify 2022 wrapped. <laughs> I fucking love <laughs> Danger Zone, man. There's there's these. um Oh, God, I had a name for it. I forgot what it is. But when these songs come on the radio in the car, I call them. They're like radio dial songs where they'll start quiet and I'll I slowly turn the knob as it you know as the song keeps going so this is one of those anytime you know uh jack fm plays danger zone i just slowly crank it up crank it up crank it up until we're at like 24 and i'm going down the highway and it's you know it's kenny loggins at full blast it's great well jamie (laughs) on with that i mean i gotta say like when i was a kid because the only way you can go fast when your kid is either on your bike which i didn't really have a great uh instrument to play music while i was on my bmx at that time of my life um or it's we were at Skateville and I'm like rollerblading in circles and I would always that's the first song I would request from the DJ was Danger nice. Zone. Danger Zone. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> well, were like you skating the, in the Danger Zone. Oh, absolutely. And then next up, I'd always ask for uh, Real McCoy. Loose. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's the that's the Kenny Loggins like uh, triumvirate, right? For Kenny Loggins movies or movie songs was Caddyshack and I'm all Caddyshack Footloose. And uh, Top Gun. So Danger Zone, I'm All Right, and Footloose. That's right. Yeah, he made a whole career out of three songs yeah. in three huge <laughs> movies. It's so weird that I've seen Footloose the musical a couple times, and I had to question. I'm like, wait, that's Kenny Loggins? <laughs> like, of course it is. Now I can hear it. <laughs> yeah, Kenny Loggins is one of those music artists where, like, in my head, he's never like the image of him in my head never matches like what he really looks like. <laughs> Every time, like, right? Brown hair, mullet, and a jean jacket. Yeah. That's kind of like right. maybe a beard. Just, Kenny Loggins just sounds like the perfect country star. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Not like this weird pop. I don't know. Man, the music of this era is so weird. I don't know. The score, though, for it, like some of the background score, I was trying to find this. I guess I didn't look super hard, but um, like some of the background music for like the flight sequences is like super cheesy. It's like straight out of like a. I felt like I was playing like an NES game or something like like um, Mappy or some kind of like uh, Mr. Wizard or whatever it was called. Uh, but is it Mr. Wizard? No, not not that one. Oh, are you talking about like it's like when they're flying? It's Viper. It's like they're not even that cool. Like you know, kind of cheesy like Casio synth. So like, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. So one of them for sure, like, um, was on the soundtrack. Like that was like during one of the dogfight scenes with like Jester. Like when they actually catch him, uh, is like the background of like, it's like a real song, but they took out the lyrics to it. So it was just the background music to the song. Oh, I see. Which I, see. I didn't realize until, of course, owning the soundtrack. And I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So I don't know if that was on a couple of them or not. I know there's one very specific one where I'm like, nope, I know that is an actual song. Uh, and that's just the background noise. Did anyone look up like the flying sequences, how they're done in this movie? I know in the new Top Gun Maverick, they paid, I think I read it was like, something like 11,000 something dollars an hour. Yeah, to... something crazy. So I did look it up and it was like uh, they paid the Pentagon like 1.2 million to utilize their jets carriers. Um, I'm sure they paid their uh, instructors something separate. Uh, but yeah, it was like $1 million basically to utilize their stuff. Yeah, and I have this screen rant article in front of me. Who knows if these numbers are true? But it says, according to the U.S. Navy, the box office success of Top Gun saw their recruitment rates balloon by a massive 500 percent in the year following the original movie's release. Well, so what they also did was uh, after it started doing really well, they set up recruiting tables at the theaters. So, like, could you imagine, like, coming out of the theater just jacked up on this movie with adrenaline and be like, I'm signing up now. Like, (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. After I saw Eight Mile. Yeah, I went to Walmart and got a hoodie and a beanie. I'm like, so like, I can't imagine after I saw this. 
<laughs> but did I did I start my rap career? I did not. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Chad, same article. It does say Matthew Modine turned down the role of Maverick. Matthew Modine. Oh, okay. Modine. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> As a pacifist, Modine's politics didn't align with those of the U.S. Navy. Interesting. But was he in um, Full Metal Jacket? He was, but I think it's um, he thought it says he thought the movie would be used as a recruitment tool oh, for the real life gotcha. military because he yeah. plays Joker, right? Yep, I think yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah that tracks. <laughs> yeah, how about uh, God, what's the actor's name? Uh, Michael Ironside. Oh, he's that guy in Cl- every movie. Yeah, classic bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jester, <laughs> no, yeah, Jester. But now all I can think of is like, God, what, Rico, you know what to do <laughs> from Starship Troopers. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, and there was man. another like, uh, we'll get Ed Harrison here. It was like the other guy. I'm like, oh, oh is it James Ermy, James Tolkien. Oh, I don't know. God, what else was he in? He's the. Um, God, I don't know what he is in this movie. He's like a uh, commander. James. Oh, the the bald Morgan. dude. Is it the, the bald, bald dude? dude? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No. The, yeah. He's a uh, Strickland from Back to the Future. <laughs> That's right. That's right. What? He's the principal. The in Back principal. To the oh, yeah. 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 You're a slacker. Damn. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what I'm saying Great is like, ball. that's why I think it's funny that if it was, um, what's his face? that didn't get Marty McFly. If <laughs> It's like. Uh, James Tolkien was like, you got this movie. I think it's going to be big. I don't know, man. And it's like the second time. Like, <laughs> like, he just lost this movie that would have made his career twice over. Oh, my gosh. Um, also, fun fact. Did you notice uh, Merlin is Tim Robbins? Yep. It's, yeah, I just thought so. Like, him with the mask. Yeah, it, it is. I think it was. Um, I feel like I knew that trivia, but it wasn't until like his like mask was off slightly where I could see his face for a second. I'm like, Oh, there's Andy Dufresne. Um, otherwise I feel like that's the only like people worth mentioning. My minus Meg Ryan. This clearly started off her romantic comedy career. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I was shocked when I saw her. I was like, Oh, I had, I for, totally forgot she was in this movie. Well, my thing is like, she like, I don't know. Do you think it was in like Meg's contract? Like she's like, I'm going to wear my hair exactly how I want to. And nobody could say shit about it. Like her, like scruffy just out of like, like the shower and then got into a convertible like hair is like how she is in every single movie she's in. It seems like. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. (laughs) Was this pre when Harry met Sally or post when Harry met Sally? It's got to be pre. Pre. Harry met Sally. Harry met Sally is like 89. 89. Yeah, I think so. 89. Yeah. Yeah, the thing my mom always tells me about that movie is that's they she went into labor, I think, when she and my dad went to see that. Yeah, it's 89. So 1989. <laughs> oh, classics 80s dads, right? What, Pre- when Harry met Sally? <laughs> what? No, no, just like, oh, my wife's having a baby. Uh, I'm going to go to the bar uh, while you uh, call, me, <laughs> call, me when, call me when you're out of delivery. Wait, oh. what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing you did just the way you said it made it sound like your mom went to uh um went into delivery and uh your dad just went on to a movie oh no no <laughs> they were together <laughs> like the honey, honey you gotta see this movie it's i i think you'd really enjoy it i'd watch it again if <laughs> um but we're, we're gonna have to get your mother to watch little jamie <laughs> oh i i see okay uh, let's see. Um, so wait, I got I got to know. Did you guys? I I do you like this movie? <laughs> I can't tell. Oh, I'm sorry. I really I do enjoy this movie. Um, I think the cheesiness factor to it is it's okay. It still plays, I guess, as well as it can. Um, and then yeah, some scenes didn't age well, but in general, like I think it's a very entertaining movie. Um, so. I watched it a lot as a kid for the action sequences. And like I said, watching it again, where I'm actually listening to the context of the story, I thought I enjoyed it all over again because I actually got something new out of it, in my opinion. So, no, I I like this movie a lot. Yeah, I I think I already said this, maybe, but I appreciate it. I mean, if I were to rate it, I'd probably give it a three out of five. You know, it's a good movie. Um, I 
these are the type of movies where like these type of like male characters, I just always have a really a real hard time like getting past it for some I don't know. But um yeah, the the thing for me was like I thought was like fun though in this movie is like the some of like the the jet flying sequences in this were kind of fun and just kind of a little nostalgic and flashback to like when I first saw it, thinking that was like really cool <laughs> and fun to see and like kind of tense, but yeah, that's how I would um, rate it. Um, do you guys know if Top Gun is real? Uh, yeah, it is real. It is real. So like Viper was based like all this clearly loosely based on stories. But like, I mean, Viper uh, as the whatever he was in the movie, not Admiral, but like, you know, the top captain at Top Gun. Um, According was- to the Department of Defense, Top Gun is simply a nickname for the weapon simply a nickname for the tactical department of fighter squadron 21 created for the Navy's elite flying combat training school. Right. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, there. no. I think you were explaining it better than I could. So yeah, I think it is real. Um, I don't know how real or if it's in California or what, but um, that's why I, I wish we had case on this episode because then I would have more questions that he probably looked up. Like how do they get their um, call signs? Like clearly I don't get to pick a sweet ass call sign. I bet I fumbled breakfast one day and they called me Butterfingers and that's now on my plane. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my question. Do they actually put your name on your plane? Because that seems, I mean, who else is going to see it except for a MIG flying right next to you? But that still seems a little. It seems expensive for me to, hey, I got to have my plane be. Oh, I mean, but I guess you're flying to the aircraft carrier, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> it seems expensive yeah. to have everyone's specific plane for the specific mission. So, James, you just asked, how how do fire, fighter pilots get their call sign? Yeah. Pilots and other aviators do not get to pick their own call signs. Knew it. Instead, they are assigned their official nicknames when they join their first deployable squadron. These call signs are usually based on someone's personality or foibles, and they tend to stick with aviators for their entire careers. So, does that like <laughs> what would be, a, does that what would be my call career? sign? Oh, God. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm just thinking, does that make or break a career? Like all of a sudden Tom does that bathroom move, like in like his first like year of rapey eyes. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, rapey eyes is on a mission with me. And it's like, ah, like I can't put that in a report. So Admiral Nelson's like, I don't know, guys. (laughs) Chad, what would your call sign be? Let's see. Hmm. P-P-O-P. Wise man. <laughs> Jamie's would be no Mando. <laughs> no Mando. <laughs> no Mando. <laughs> God, I feel like that. Oh, it sounds super That's sexual. That's like double entendre. Like, no Mando. <laughs> I'm no going Mando no Mando only. today, guys. Oh, that's why. Because it sounds like commando. And I'm like, why does that sound so like gross? <laughs> oh. All right. Well, as uh, being someone who did see Top Gun Maverick already, did you guys want my no spoiler review? Yeah, I want to hear all yeah, about it. Let's do it. Absolutely. All right. So the first uh, thing I'll say is I loved it. I think I recommend everybody or I recommend anyone to see it. Uh, I also I saw it in the IMAX and I recommend a movie like this is one of those you'd want to see in the IMAX, in my opinion. So. Uh, I'd say go out there and go see it. I think it was the right amount of nostalgia uh, without getting cheesy. So when things when different scenes in the movie were happening and I'm like, oh, no, don't play. You've lost that love and feeling like I feel like this could be a scene where this happens. Thankful. And then it didn't it, like so there'd be scenes where I was nervous for uh, like of them trying to make it a play off of Top Gun OG and they they either did slightly or they didn't do it at all. So I think it played just the right amount of nostalgia for me um, and where they left out a lot of the cheesiness to where it didn't feel cringe, cringy worthy at all to me, which I was really, really appreciative of. So uh, kudos to the writers of the movie, which I believe is the same guy that's been writing all of Tom's movies lately. The guy that did uh usual suspects, Christopher McQuarrie. Um, and also the writer of, uh, edge of tomorrow <laughs> so oh, did not know that yeah so no yeah him and yeah him and tom like i don't know if it's a scientology thing or not but like 
Uh, but it's probably but, a Scientology thing. I think uh, maybe I don't know, but like Tom Cruise, Christopher McQuarrie, and Joseph Kaczynski, he's the guy that directed this movie. Like he also directed um, Oblivion. Uh, so same idea. Like and uh, yeah, I don't know. They, it just seems like they pair up quite a bit lately. But it's I mean it's playing very well. They clearly know what the audience wants and is making it look very good. Uh, Joseph Kaczynski, you would also know because he did he directed. Uh, I think his first movie was Tron Legacy. Was his first directorial debut. Hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed this movie. Um, they, uh, the, I the funny thing was, is I was only found out like later this afternoon when I was looking up something to send to Casey, uh, on our, um, on our, uh, group thread that I was like, Oh, that's Jennifer Connelly's character. Uh, cause I was wondering why we should know who she is like the love interest in this movie. And, uh, it's like, uh, in the beginning of uh, regular top gun, when, um, Strickland from Back to the Future is like, Maverick, you just did an incredibly brave thing. What you should have done is land your plane. You don't own that plane. The taxpayers do. Son, your ego's writing checks. Your body can't cash. So when he's doing that whole thing and he's talking about his flybys, like you did like history of high speed uh, passovers uh, with over five towers and one admiral's daughter. And Goose is like, Penny Benjamin? And then like, they just like throw it away. She's Penny Benjamin in this movie. <laughs> like she's the admiral's daughter. Oh, so, <laughs> like, so I'm like, I'm like, so the, I'm looking at this going, I'm like, oh, that's the connection. Just this one simple throwaway kind of funny line. And like, now she's got this whole character based on her, uh, which I just thought was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, nice. I definitely recommend it and I won't, um, spoil anything. Uh, yeah, I won't spoil anything with it. If you guys have questions, I can answer, but I, I'll do my best not to spoil anything. Hey, I was looking at the movie po- poster for Top Gun Maverick, and uh, every movie poster just to seem, seems to have top or uh, Tom Cruise on it. So uh, the names line up. It's just Tom Cruise. <laughs> so, so it's but funny with, with with the original though. They don't line up. They don't line up. Oh my god. <laughs> well, what I thought was funny is one of the um, they had a couple like I'm guessing teaser posters because one of the actresses in it, uh, Monica. Barbario. I was trying to be like, oh, what do I know her from? Or uh, like, she looked familiar. I don't think I've seen anything that she's in. But when I was uh, trying to figure that out, they had a Top Gun poster where she's in her flight suit or whatnot, and it says Top Gun Maverick. And of course, above Top Gun, it says Tom Cruise, and, I'm, and not her name anywhere. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell is this? So weird. Um, but yeah, a lot of the characters are super likable in uh, in the film, and also it leads me to wonder. Um, are they going to try to franchise this in the sense of like now that it's called Top Gun Maverick. So in this movie, it's not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. Like Miles Teller plays Goose's son and his call sign mm. is Rooster. So I'm wondering, like, are they going to have Top Gun Rooster? You know, just like where it's Top Gun pilots doing different oh, weird gotcha. missions. Um, gotcha. Kind of had it in my head. Like if this movie just crushes the box office, like where they would take it, or are they going to be like, nope, just let it ride the way I'm because I'm sure Top Gun did like crazy. Oh, I mean, it did do very, very well in the box office. Like how did this not land a sequel or it wasn't the Navy was like, thanks for all the recruiting, but uh, we're not letting you use our planes anymore. Or, or maybe like we had a something else where they couldn't film it uh, because we didn't have CG. So they couldn't use real planes because we were in the middle of fighting some sort of like war. I don't know. Yeah, probably. uh, Well, no, we would have been a few years away from, uh, Desert, desert uh, Storm, Kuwait, or whatnot. Desert or Storm, yeah. the first Desert Storm. Um, oh, yeah, this might have been though around the time uh, Libya. <laughs> but they had some conflict oh. with Libya. Oh, I thought that was, that was just a Back to the Future thing. That actually happened. It's the Libyans. It's the Libyans. Yeah, that was uh, right. Libya. When did U.S. bomb Libya? Oh fuck yes! What? <laughs> we just scored three to two. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! You so, scared uh, the piss out of me. Hey, hey. Four so actually, left. sorry, Libya. Sorry, no, I no. don't. Nope. Not Jamie, fuck yes about Jamie, bombing thank Libya. You. I actually had that in my notes, and you just reminded me from that noise you just made. So when I'm watching this <laughs> at dinner with my sister and brother-in-law, my sister, uh, like when right at the very beginning of the movie, when um, Cougar is losing his mind up in the plane and just like is having like a panic attack, she's like. Oh, what is he doing? And I'm like, no, he's not. He's not. It's not his O face. Like, I, like she's like, I'm saved. <laughs> and, and my, my sister looks. My brother in law's like, 
oh my god and then she's like don't act like you didn't think that's where it was and it's like now i can't not think that <laughs> oh my god i'm so entertained that jamie <laughs> that's how jamie reminded you of that <laughs> Just me over here, O facing for cougars. Don't <laughs> mind me. I appreciate it. Like I could have wrote, I could have written down in notes or docs, and I, I didn't. But Jamie, <laughs> Jamie commenting on hockey <laughs> made me think of it. Oh, is it weird that I'm nervous? There's five seconds left, and I'm, I'm still nervous. <laughs> yeah, you get like the face off and some weird goal. Like, yep, yep. If that happens, we're definitely losing in overtime. I'm sorry, I've derailed us. I apologize, guys. That's right. Well, does anyone have anything else to say? We can wrap it up. I, I have a very important question. Who has the coolest call sign in the movie? Mm. I don't know. What? Iceman? Maverick? I don't know. That's got to be. Ooh. I kind of like Slider, personally. Slider? But... Whoa! Oh, I... That was close. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it's tough to beat Iceman. I mean, that's just that's kind of as cool as it gets. Um, Plus, but... Iceman, X Men, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Like, oh, I just <laughs> a minute. <laughs> oh, oh, before we go, we want to thank you for downloading this episode of Movie Time Machine. Remember, new episodes drop on Mondays, and you can message and follow us on Twitter at Movie Machine Pod. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you, everyone. Bye. I like Wolfman or Hollywood. I think that's pretty good. Or Sundown. <laughs> <laughs>